0: he said where we invest our time and where we invest our money. And I think that that's been something super powerful is like being really clear that where we allocate our resources is what's going to grow in our life. So really paying attention to where are we directing our money? And if we're wondering why something is happening differently than we want it to, Let's look at where are we directing our money and where are we directing our time?
1: Welcome. super excited to be bringing on two amazing alumni of our program. Matt Andrews, you've seen before. Cassidy Longston is his uh, partner, and they are in the real estate and relationship business. And I just thought it would be really great to bring matt back to the program you know with this pandemic i know there's huge concerns about real estate and how can people be successful and oh my gosh this must be a horrible horrible time and i thought it would be really wonderful to bring back this uh 27 year old and cassidy his partner to see hey how are things going and uh so we do a really deep dive on just how amazing they are finding the world now and the opportunities that they're still finding in the world and how they're framing their life so powerfully. We dig into, again, real estate strategies. We dig into meditation. We dig into relationship best practices and experiences. We dig into how to create a business where I can be anywhere in the world and run it powerfully. Like, you got to come listen to this podcast. You're going to love it. And uh, you know what I'm up to is finding amazing young leaders like Cassidy, like Matt, who would love to be part of our program and learn and grow and develop to become their best leaders because that's what we're looking for in the world. So I would love if you could send me any leaders at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. You could go to leaderspodcast.ca slash apply, or of course, directly to studentworks.com in the student works management program. Thanks so much. I know you're going to love this podcast, and have a fantastic day. So, welcome back to the Leaders of Tomorrow, Matt. I uh, really appreciate you joining us. And then Cassidy, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Great to be here, Chris. Yeah, no, it's just awesome. So, uh, I just to sort of set this up for our leaders. I just thought it was really great to sort of okay, we've had this pandemic. You know, we've got two you know young entrepreneurs having really amazing success so far in their career. And there's a pandemic, there's real risk in the real estate market. Wow, this is really bad. And so this must be bad for you too, right? Like that would be the natural sort of conclusion that people would have. So one of the things I wanted to do, just check in is, is, you know, how are things going with your real estate investments? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, things are going really well. Actually, we found one of the best deals that we've ever come across, actually, I think, during this pandemic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and actually, because of COVID, we we're able to, we always uh, negotiate really well with the seller and find a, a win-win for them. But yeah, because of right. COVID, we we're able to our price on our apartment building that we're buying by actually an additional $80,000, which gets reflected back for our investors and ourselves. We've actually been gearing up for some tough times ever since we got into real estate because we're told, you know, the markets never go up forever. So by knowing that there is going to be a recession of some kind, okay. both in the properties that we've been buying and then also building our cash reserves, ready to find really good deals when they come up. Yeah, we've been in, in some ways as an investor, I'm actually kind of excited for this time. We've been finding
1: Right. Insert 100%. And I totally get that not as a, you know, obviously we're, you know, horrified and concerned by the, you know, the uh, health of our community and want only what's best for people and, you know, we can do that and see economic opportunity through it. Right. And frankly, we're certainly not serving our community by being in a bad spot financially, you know, on top of the community, not doing so well health wise. So certainly I can see that frame of reference. And again, it's not taking advantage of anyone. Because I guess it's funny enough, I, I, actually, I actually know about this deal because you actually partnered with one of our former, you know, most successful operators to sort of find this uh, transaction. Isn't that true?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We met Amir a few years back and really hit it off with him. And he's he's been a really, really just all around great guy, really great businessman. And we've uh, yeah managed to become pretty good friends over the years and found that, we partner with people that we really just get along with at a fundamental level. Partner based on on values. That those are really the best that we we really enjoy and are the kind of long term yeah partnerships that lead to
0: we grow together.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot more fulfilling that way too. When it's it's not just about the numbers. It's about that growth, that possibility. You know, what do what do people really want at a deep level? And trying to serve as that. And the vehicle that we choose to do that through is, is real estate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've made the, in the past of partnering with people like, we liked them well enough, um, but we didn't know them super well. And it was kind of just, they were willing to do the deal. They wanted to do the deal. We had the deal. And we realized through that experience that it's just not worth going into business with people in like So we want like a great long-term relationship where we can continue. Yeah
1: yeah because what's true is is that you know like to really have a good economic win you've got to be partners in this real estate investment for years right like is that true so part of it is is that we really have to be partners for years so being partners is, is there's lots of good days in being partners but there's bad days too oh the furnace breaks the roof needs to be replaced. Maybe there's some things that we weren't expecting. You know, there's lots of those things. I'm sure you've already mapped out and planned, but there's some things that are just unexpected or unexpected circumstances. And it's really great having a relationship with someone to sort through those, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and why don't you describe to our leaders just how the model works, you know, and how you've been able to, you know, you know, maybe actually just if, if you're willing describe your, real estate portfolio and how that's worked and how you've been able to develop it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So we first got started in real estate actually in our last year of student works. It was uh, mm-hmm. Corey McKinnon that inspired us to see uh, what was possible. Through real estate. So on our last year where we were also running a 200 something thousand painting business, we were also buying that was the year we bought three properties with my parents. So our whole model has been to team up with people with capital that are looking to invest, looking for a hands-off real estate investment. uh, Because the pros of real estate, so the stock market's definitely great, but real estate, we like it because we can get higher returns and be able to predict them as well. With more control. With more control. Mm -hmm. The downside is it's a lot more active and a lot... More of uh, an active investment uh, to be a landlord, to provide housing, to do all of those repairs, like you mentioned. And also, there's that barrier of entry is that you need a, a decent amount of capital to buy a building. But the right. barrier allows returns. So, if we find aligned investors and we find really great deals, we come into play and we bring all of that together. So, we find the money, we find find the property, we do all of the management, and we see what the exit strategy is. And we kind of forecast out what should our investors make on this deal. And we have minimum criterias. And if in a you know, a really conservative approach, we can hit our minimum targets, then we're ready to proceed with the deal and match it with our investors. And uh, by being really conservative like that, that's what's allowed us to get the great returns that we have and have investors Uh, Reinvesting with us, so we started triplexes, and now we started moving into larger apartment buildings because we found that the same kind of strategy that works on two, three, four-unit buildings now works on twenty-unit buildings. Well, so yeah, we're buying a eleven-unit apartment building at the end of this month, and when we do that, we'll be at
1: exactly thirty units. Well, that's fantastic. And you, and how old are you two? 27, almost. 27, <laughs> yeah. almost 20, almost 27. That's fantastic. You know, congratulations, and just uh, acknowledge your creativity. And a big part, as we were talking before the podcast started, really patience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how many properties, you know, well, do you look at? Like, how's that funnel work? How many do you go see? How many do you look at, et cetera, before actually there's a purchase.
2: Yeah, yeah, great question. We probably look at at least 200 properties for every one purchase. So, I'll I'll scan them and based on based on our knowledge and experience, we can kind of see where there's potential to have deals. So, we'll look at everything that's on the market or off the market and it'll probably be somewhere around 10% where there could be some potential. So, of those let's say, you know, 100 properties, we we find 10 of them that have potential, we'll uh, get all the finances and run different scenarios on them, and we'll probably find you know, maybe two, three, or four that are worth offering on. We'll we'll put mm. in offers knowing that most of them won't get accepted, and we're if okay they all that. get
0: accepted, then we've offered too
2: much. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole "yes lives in the land of no" has been kind of like our philosophy there. So, putting out lots of offers, sometimes even multiple offers on the same building to. Again, see what the the seller wants. Do they want more cash now, or would they like to stay on as a partner? You know, we've got different options we can offer sellers as well. And eventually, out of maybe five or ten offers, we might get one deal. So, uh, yeah, usually one one to two hundred or more. We we take a look at, and we know that by the time we have an accepted offer, it's a really
1: awesome, business. awesome. That's really exciting, and you've been able to do this while traveling around the world, all over the place. Uh, so <laughs> you always seem to be someplace else. So what's really been the factors to be able to do that?
0: Yeah, I think a big part is that a lot of people see business as like, okay, I've got to make my business work and then I got to fit my life around it. Right. We've gone into our business right from the start as being, you know, it's a part of our life and, this is what we want our life to look like, so how do we make our business fit within that and facilitate that so we started right from the beginning of buying properties, knowing that we wanted to be able to travel right and knowing that it wasn't going to happen right away also coming back to the patient because there were a couple of years where we did some smaller trips but where it was a lot of hands-on work as we you know got our feet into it and you know got our systems together and then yeah but always we've been working toward being location independent so that all of our decisions within our business bring us closer to that
1: okay so i know one of the things that you've really focused on is really a great relationship so in your mind what what really creates a great relationship
0: yeah this is a topic that we love <laughs> mm-hmm. so we've been together you know since we were 16 over 10 years now and we love working on our relationship Mm -hmm. all the time
2: (laughs) yeah right really just having that foundation for growth just as we work on our relationship work on our work on everything i think really that attitude of wanting to grow wanting to grow together and for us doing so in our relationship we find really can kind of fuel every other area of our lives
0: Yeah, knowing that we've got, um, we kind of see the relationship as like the hub of a wheel, right? With all the other spokes going out and everything that we do to create an even better relationship just has ripple effects in everything else. It's how we charge up. It's how we become more self-aware. It's how we, you know, we push each other to grow, gently push each other to grow. Sure. And support each other in like whatever it is that we want to do. So yeah, I think it also makes it a little bit easier for us to take risks, or what some people would go, "Oh, that seems like a big risk," but to us it doesn't feel like it so much because I know that okay, I can go try this thing that might not work, but you know, in the end, if it doesn't, who cares? We still have this relationship. Right. You know, like that's like such a strong foundation that we can just go try things from uh, without being too concerned that it won't work out
1: oh that's great that's great yeah we always
2: have, uh, like what we call a barbell approach to life so for for everything we find that that, that can be kind of useful and it's being, being both things rather than either or it uh and that so we can have the stability of our relationship and really grow in that and then also yeah like as mentioned we can go and Try different things, try new ventures, uh, explore the world, but at the same time being really strongly rooted in who we are as people and who we are uh, as a couple. So we like to yeah, always always approach things from from different ways too.
1: I think that's I think that's awesome. And and so you know how do you manage working, living, and traveling together?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it's funny because some people think we're crazy to be traveling together all the time. And when we travel together, we really are together all the time. A lot of right. are probably getting a taste of this during you know, the
1: quarantine. COVID.
0: Yeah. Like what it's like to live together and work together all the time. That's just our daily reality, so it's not <laughs> much different for us. Um, but I think a couple things, just super open communication. Like we right. really have gone to a point where we know that it's not worth letting anything slide. Like those moments when you feel like a slight irritation and you think oh it's no big deal I'm just gonna let it go we've learned that no you know letting it go
1: does doesn't work
0: doesn't work
2: it's stacking up over time and
1: again we're talking you
2: know we're not perfect in any way of course not yeah really kind of seeing and taking objective looks at what works what doesn't work and yeah even those times well maybe it's maybe it's that we didn't get enough sleep or we're not maybe we should or you know finding just ways to kind of optimize in those micro moments have been really helpful and also knowing to what works well for each other so mm-hmm. for me I'm focused like if I'm getting uh, we're all really about like deep focused work where we work one to two hours at a time just one task and I just need like no distractions or no inputs so just like having those conversations where it's like hey I, I do want to give you my full attention and presence but I'm in the middle of something and we talk in, in an hour. Or right. We're putting up those frameworks and those yeah systems so that we know we can optimize based on our biology. And then yeah.
0: the other thing that you mentioned that's a really key part is our fundamentals, right? Our eating, moving, sleeping. For us, another fundamental is meditation, right? Presence. And when we are dialed in in all of those, it makes it a lot easier for us to show up powerfully in our relationship and not get irritated by the things that we might if we were less well resourced.
1: <laughs> so hundred percent
0: we're really all in on our health and our energy. And that helps right. relationship thrive and everything else as well.
1: Yeah. I totally get it. And and I know I know for Helen and I we're we largely, you know, we run our business together, you know, we run our lives together. You know, again, we've been quarantined together for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so, you know, we travel together a lot. So, so similarly, and, and a lot of it is for us, it's been structures, you know, like what works structurally, you know, is really, really great. And, you know, one thing that I found over the years is that, you know, Helen's really, really powerful. And it just didn't work when we were in conflict, you know, over things to do. And some issues were just difficult to resolve. And so what I decided to do a number of years ago is Helen, you are the decider you get to decide I will look to influence you, but it's your decision. So don't fight with me There's no fight. It can't be a fight because it's your decision So that changed a lot for us was just kind of going, okay So just give you all the power and and she's re- by the way a really great decision maker So that, so it's so that's a good thing and she takes a lot of input so it's not like she doesn't take input but it just you know, that's one way, that's one structure for us that we use so that, again, there's no conflict. How could there be conflict when you're deciding? <laughs> you know, so, and I know for us, one of the things that we found is, is again, overall, you know, this quarantine, it's been great. We've been doing fantastic. And again, it just talks to, again, how healthy the relationship is. You know, they, they talk about the, the quarantine, it's going to be, you know, unfortunately, well, the, the plus is, More successful relationships, more marriages, more kids coming from it, and then unfortunately the opposite. You know, you make up, you fill in the blanks. Unfortunately, you know, because of this. So,
0: yeah, and that that reminds me to another thing that we've developed over time too is just knowing our roles in our business and knowing. And I think you know, before we used to kind of have this kind of unspoken expectation that we would put in like an equal amount of work to what we're doing. Right, that it's got to be like right. 50 kind of thing, yeah. and an unspoken thing, right? Like, well, if you're working, I should be working. But now we've gotten to a place where we just both realize that we'll both put everything we can into our work while keeping a balance in all the other areas so that we can bring our best self to our work and to everything. And that looks different for both of us. We have different – it's like me being a woman. I have different rhythms that work well for me that for working than Matt does. You know, right. Matt's more about the consistency and, you know, just like getting right at it. Whereas I like to, there's some days where I'll want to go and work all day. And then there's some days where I don't want to do a darn thing or a week. A week right. I want to do a darn thing. And so we've learned, right. yeah, be okay with each other's work styles and knowing that as long as we're both committed to doing what we need to do, be successful in our business together it's not about the time that we're putting in or, you know, who's doing what.
2: Yeah. It's right. We're on the same team at the core level where we're working towards the same stuff. And so whatever surface level stuff that might get in the way or little upsets or blips that come up, it's like, we can work through that. We're yeah, on the same
1: side. I think that's really, really, again, really wise, not easy to do. uh, Easier said than done, you know, and again, you know, again, I think, the truth is we all work better in teams and in partnership. It's just hard to make partnerships work. And we all should actually support each other's strengths because their strengths are better than mine and my strengths are better than theirs. So it's, it just makes sense. And they look differently while doing it. So I, I know exactly that. And not resisting that is really, really helpful. Yeah.
2: And it's like what you were talking about, that conversation you had with Helen and that, that we love. Were- like to have is uh, working both in your relationship but then taking some time to step back and sometimes look at it objectively and say, well, here's how I think we can operate better together. So I've noticed if this comes up. What can we do about that? You know, working both, again, being, being present in the moment, through everything we do, and those times to, you know, strategically work, I think, on a relationship is really powerful. So we, we like to take lots of time to do that, to reflect, sometimes just, you know, technology off for a day and yeah we'll have those those tough conversations sometimes but the yeah
0: yeah but same. the the more often we take the time to do that the less there are tough conversations right it's yeah. been
2: for many sure
0: we have had a conversation that felt difficult just because we we make time and space on a very consistent basis to talk mm-hmm. about you know any small things that have come up and even further than that what we've Gotten really good at is just taking care of any small disturbance, like right fast, it. yeah, turn around, yeah, and you know, then there's nothing yeah. hanging around in the space that's preventing us from connecting and and being at our best.
1: Yeah, and again, for our leaders, you know, this works in a you know intimate coupled relationship or not. You know, if you're in a partnership with somebody, you are in a partnership. And, uh, just speaking with an alumnus, I won't speak who, but, you know, preparing, uh, him for a future podcast. And he was talking about, uh, you know, his business relationship falling apart and, uh, you know, it's really, really troubling and it, it's, it's like going through a divorce, you know, or, or, you know, and you the same financial implications and the same emotional turmoil, et cetera, and being able to, again, work on structures and systems and, great conversations to manage that is, is obviously the way through that. So that's awesome. So I know you, you, you know, you were talking about a big aha moment.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. So, well, there, I mean, there have been a couple throughout life,
2: <laughs> of course, yeah. but, and uh, we, we like to go searching for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there, but early on, actually, I think it was kind of around the time of finishing our first year of student works what right. this moment of like oh we can literally do anything like we can actually <laughs> yeah. make anything we want to happen happen
2: it's just, it was just so great for that it came from like an idea a concept okay I'm going to be a business owner and then like really practical learning up front it's here's what you're going to do now go do it and then going and essentially practicing working on it, developing, getting better, building all these skills, realize like that's, that's really the framework we can use for, for anything. And it doesn't matter that, you know, there's um, yeah, going to be kind of challenges in the way we can take those, use them as fuel. And uh, yeah, that was the one of our early, like, wow, you know, we can do anything. Let's, let's start, you know, thinking of some awesome things we want to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that framework. And, and actually not, you know, like, just cause we're on that topic, we can do anything. Like a lot of young people are thinking, you know, how can you succeed in this absolutely devastatingly economic environment? Like, so, so, you know, how do you see that, you know, in real estate, like they say that real estate's going to drop, I don't know, 15, 20%, I, you know, by the way, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But so, you know, how do you answer those questions for for our young leaders? You know, how can you succeed? How are you going to succeed in this environment?
0: I think uh, that question itself is a big part of that answer, right? What we've realized is that asking the right questions is a powerful part of the process, right? So as soon as you find yourself thinking something like, this is oh, it's going to be hard to find something I can do well at in this environment. As soon as you see some kind of thought come up like that, to turn that around to, hmm, how could I create something that would do well in this environment? How could I put my skills to use in a way that's going to be well-received in this environment? How can I go learn something that's going to put me in a good position to thrive in this environment? And just like asking, living in the question instead of thinking you know how it's gonna be?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and being okay with having that uncertainty in in mm-hmm. that question because sometimes the answer doesn't come right away. Um, often, some of my best ideas come when you know I'm relaxed, I'm not working, maybe I'm out for a walk or I'm talking with someone. And uh, yeah, being okay to actually kind of live into that question and then also like follow intuition, I think, is really powerful as well because. Uh, a lot of times we think we have all the answers and can uh, just logic anything. But right. you know, I, I kind of tap into other sources of knowledge. And I think having this slowdown of the whole world is a really great time to do that, to really just get into what's, what's really important. And, you know, what, what are our core values, not you know, how do I get outer success, but how do I you know, feel fulfilled and at the same time be able to give my authentic to the world yeah and that's yep. what
0: we've been really using this time for as well i mean it, it hasn't disrupted our lives much but definitely i mean we're at we're at home more for sure so and you know we're getting into doing relationship coaching and this time has been really powerful for just like slowing down and right. asking a lot of questions about how this might unfold and doing a lot of work on ourselves and i think people underestimate how long that process can take when you're like really trying to find work that you are passionate about. I know I used to always just like wanna know what is the thing, what's the thing that I really wanna do, like what's my purpose, you know? Right. But I just had to be asking that question for years. And finally it's like, oh, now it's starting to unveil itself. And it's just been through a process of like following, my curiosity, following like what piques my interest and then like doing right. more on myself. And then ultimately, I think just trusting yourself for right. like external validation, just really trusting the feeling that you have of what's going to be right.
1: I love that, guys. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of talk about, you know, finding your true purpose, et cetera. And, you know, it's real work. Like, and it's, and it's over time and it's, and frankly, I think, you know, even in many ways, our organization sort of helps set people up for it's numbers based, right? It's, you know, let's look at the leaderboard. Let's look at, you know, how successful people have been you know, when again, that's just one measure of success is financial success. And and certainly again, in my mind, it's kind of like a wheel. There's all sorts of layers of success, you know, our spiritual success, our health, our relationship, our, you know, community success, financial career purpose, all these things that make a great life. Right. And just, I love, you know, just being attuned to, you know, really where I should go. And to me, it's, it is putting, you know, the horse ahead of the cart, right, you know, so they can pull us. And rather than the reverse, getting ourselves stuck about, let's just try to get financial results. And clearly, you're getting both, which is super fantastic. You know, I, I hope our leaders are listening to that it, it takes time it takes energy. Another piece, I think it really takes and I think something that we all have in common is meditation. So, you know, like, for me, it was so hard to stop and slow down to meditate. Right. And now I, I was, I wasn't born into this community or sorry, this age, right? Like there wasn't as much meditation ideas when I was 20, you know, like I don't, I, I don't remember, but it started to come up. It's been a real booming idea. It's been a real, really, really growing. It's on the Peloton app. It's on all sorts of things. It's really, really booming. But how's your experience been with meditation and the impact that it's had on your lives?
0: Yeah, it's been a really key part of our lives. Like we've years ago installed a daily meditation practice part of our morning routine every morning.
2: And it definitely wasn't easy at first. Yeah. Like I, I think everyone goes through that challenge at first, having like never done it before and just kinda of like being there with your thoughts. And I think that kinda of like the most painful part of any learning process is the awareness of uh, not being great at something there's like mm-hmm. of like unconscious incompetence where you know you don't even know that you're thinking all the time and then you know you start meditating and you're like oh wow my thoughts are just running like crazy and then, uh you know through like years of practice like, okay my thoughts are slowing down it's like i can be more present to this it's you know sitting for 10 or 20 minutes is you know at one point would have been crazy to think about you know we had to start with like a minute or two minutes mm-hmm. really kind of get into that Okay, just showing up every day if it is one minute a day, one minute a day, eventually that compounds and uh, yeah the you know, a lot of benefits from meditation. yeah,
0: so much value to just being able to slow down to quiet the mind or and to like I think the benefit of meditation isn't so much quieting the mind during meditation it's that trains you to slow down the thinking process <laughs> in the rest of your life so that when You're in different situations. Instead of being reactive, you can step in between stimulus and response and choose, you know, the most the most empowering response. Or you can slow down the thinking mind enough to really listen to. uh, When it comes to something like you know finding your purpose or like what to do next, that type of thing, you can slow down the thinking mind enough to tap into just what's kind of true at your core. And yeah. That more.
2: Yeah, and I've also found, too, that when you are able to control of your thoughts of, of your brain, it makes it a lot easier to create and to manifest that which you want to do, because thoughts generally lead to your feelings, and what you feel generally leads to how you're going to act, which will generally uh, give you results in, in the world. So if we could start right at the roots of like being able to consciously be able to put our attention where we want to that has uh yeah helped us in a lot of different areas so i i can't can't recommend meditation enough even if it is you know, 30 seconds a day or if it's good meditation or just sitting there or even walking meditate like there's so many different ways it's just more yeah. about just like dropping into presence
0: yeah and there's no you know don't worry about doing it right or whatever just yeah. like, just sit your butt down and do I, it right. and it'll be worth it <laughs>
1: yeah I can't agree more and and I think even most people in conversations are actually in the conversation thinking about a response while they're in the conversation. They actually aren't present fully listening, right? And when you meditate, your level of presence jumps up, which allows you to clear your mind of more thoughts, rather than to really fully participate and in the uh you know uncovering of the conversation as it unfolds, right. And there are so many areas of our lives where that can happen. And so, you know, for our leaders, you know, one great thing that they have now are, are like, you know, all these amazing, you know, apps that are that I, I know, I know a bunch of them are free as well. So guided meditation, you know, I, I now don't use the guided meditations. I can run myself through all sorts of different types of meditations and, and I find it really helpful. And I find myself again, way more, you know, just conscious and free of thoughts. Uh, throughout the day and in conversations, et cetera. And having that, again, like you said, the meditation isn't about, and people confuse it, I'm no good at meditating. That's not the point. (laughs) You know, no huge breakthroughs that I discover in my meditation. And it makes me more present throughout the day. You know, I'm sure you find the same.
0: Yeah. And like you said, that presence, like just in in conversation, rather than, while you're having a conversation, rather than thinking of the next thing to say, It really allows you to connect more fully with the person, really understand what they're saying. And Mm -hmm. so it's really powerful in our relationship, that full presence. Like it just leads to less misunderstandings or miscommunications, right? When you're really fully listening.
2: And those moments where it's like, okay, here's what I want to say, or, you know, this, but then being able to recognize those moments and to say, uh, say, okay, that's there, let me come back to presence and. Knowing that we'll never be perfect, but like working on kind of treating it like a game and like working on presence. Okay? Yeah, it's kind of like a fun, fun game or target. How can we be more connected to the world around us?
1: Yeah. And again, like I struggle with uh, perfection at times, but my standard of perfection. So again, it's, and I can, I can tell that that's popping up for you. So it's, it's, that's not the purpose, you know, and, and for anyone who's, you know, if you really feel present, Solid. I'm here 100%. That's how you want to live, right? Like, so, you know, frenzied, anxious, worried, nervous, who wants to be there, right? So it's just kind of for our leaders, like, you know, just considering those alternatives, you know, you're in a really wonderful conversation, you're really listening to something and it's really impacting you. Yeah. That's where I want to be in my life. I'm not there all the time. Trust me, (laughs) and I certainly don't want to be there nervous, anxious. And again, you were so right, Cassie. A lot of those times, questions that we're asking ourselves is actually creating those worry and those that anxiety. So we can ask better questions that actually can have that. But again, for meditating, we can again just bring presence to it to sort of bring ourselves back into a center being. Mm -hmm. So you know, I know a lot of people are really fascinated by the travel, you know, and I got to tell you, you know, just my, uh, you know, not, not a challenge, but just for me, you know, the whole idea of, and we do travel and work a lot, but I love the roots. I love being a place with my friends and with my, you know, like, you know, and sort of staying connected. I know sometimes we travel, so it feels like people don't know where the heck we are. Right. And I know we're, we're together, so that's good. And you know, again, our kids do, but, but it's, it, that can be a challenge. So how do you deal with, oh, we away and then staying connected to people as well, not even just on a business basis, but let's also talk about that, but also in your, in your personal lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This has evolved over time as we've been traveling the first bigger trip that we did after starting our real estate investing was a three month trip to India. And that was kind of like our test run of, okay, we're going away for three months. Let's see how our, how our structures hold up and allow. Right. So, and then we came back and did some adjusting, but I think it's never perfect when it comes to the business side, right? We're always like evolving that to set up more structures to communicate better so that it can be as smooth as possible as we travel.
2: And yeah, for connections and friendships, actually, a lot of our friends like to do a lot of traveling as well. So oftentimes we'll be in different countries, and there's this one couple that does lots of traveling. We'll have like video calls with them, or have like dinner with them over a call, which is which is kind of fun. And we also yeah, our our style of kind of like living and hanging out with people oftentimes too is quite a bit different because we are moving around a lot. But we'll then go in. You know, have friends over for a few days at a time or like go, go for a week trip. There's some really good friends we have where we went out to California with them for two weeks. We've learned to kind of like adopt that and kind of mix travel and friendship because, yeah, it is so important. And one of those things we might not have had a spotlight on, on at first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was, I think, one of the traps a little earlier on in the relationship is thinking we could be everything for each other. So now we we make that more of a priority on just having phone calls with friends pretty often and being able to do that when we travel I think is really important.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, it might change like before too long we'll be wanting to have a family. That mm-hmm. might change, but yeah. we are excited about the possibility of traveling all over the place with little kids too. I think that would be super fun.
1: And certainly, and I can totally see the little kids you know, I think it's, it's a bunch of work. And on the other hand, little kids are a lot of work. <laughs> that's my experience, but you're right. Like that's totally movable, but obviously at a certain point, there's this thing called school. It's pretty important. You know, you guys both did it, you know, and it's, you know, so it's like getting in, getting them a base. So eventually it becomes, you need a base, I guess. Or is that yeah. fair to say?
0: Yeah. I think yeah. so. In all of that is just constantly being aware of what's going to be best at this time and being aware of your intentions. Because I think some people just like the idea of traveling a bunch because maybe they just see other people traveling and, wow, that looks like fun. But you yeah. really need to be clear on what's your intention for traveling. Because what we found after a few big trips is that we don't actually enjoy so much going somewhere and moving around every few days, like going to a new town. Yes. And, like, it just gets exhausting. And while well, it might be yeah. a short trip of like a couple weeks, when we're traveling for a big portion of the year, like half the year, we need to have a little bit more stability. So now what we've been doing is finding places for like a month and, and kind of getting right. like, kind of a little bit of roots, getting into 19 in that space.
2: And you're right. Definitely we'll be wanting a home base before too long. We're starting that process now, actually, we're looking out a couple of years in advance, having um, yeah, our own house, lots of land. But, right. yeah, we're... Kind of eyeing British Columbia right now for some oh, some okay. land out that way, so into these for that
1: right no, that's great, and one of the things as well is is that you know again you know the whole social media thing can be such a a miss or it's again there's lots and lots of benefits and there's some real challenges and that you know, Hey, the, be- the pictures are the pictures of the best days, you know, and that's good. That's what we actually want to see the best view or the fun or, or, Hey, you guys having a great time, you know, but it's actually, you know, you bring your life with you. So if you are bringing a great life and a great relationship, then that's going with you. If are if you're struggling at home, you're going to struggle on the road, I imagine. So it's, it's kind of just getting into that, you know, just understanding again, travel is not the solution. Cause I think sometimes people feel it's the solution to their problems.
0: Yeah and being like in a really beautiful place really enjoying it and also we've had this conversation like on the like paradise beach in thailand right and thinking like you know we're still the same people this is lovely this beach is lovely i'm so grateful to be here and we're still the same people you know it's like wherever you go there you are right absolutely the most important part of the equation is (laughs) that you know yes yeah
1: yeah
2: and one of yeah no for sure those different experiences being able to learn from the culture learn from the uh, different events that we go to and also be able to just kind of call in new phases of our life we find we tend to go through different phases at different times and oftentimes when we travel it's a really good time to kind of like do a a reset or install new habits or like take a
0: step back look at what's working what's not working what do we really want yeah
1: yeah no that's awesome that's awesome Hey leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now, and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So, you know, how do you like I imagine one of the most important parts about, you know, real estate is finding amazing tenants, right? Like cuz they actually are the cash flow of the business. So, how do you manage that? Like I imagine again, I know, you know, well, and and for everyone, I you know, worked for 3 years with Matt and and Cassidy and one year full-time I was his district manager when he broke the all-time record, so I know I know the the, the these 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 two really well. And so I know you know, recruiting is something you do really well, right? And selling is something you do well, establishing relationships. So how does that get managed when you're away for three months?
0: Yeah. Luckily, a big chunk of the process is done online.
1: Okay. We can
0: do ourselves from anywhere. Okay. Interesting that you mentioned recruiting because we really, we use a very
1: similar process
0: to when we did recruiting yep. to be able to find
2: candidates. Yeah, actually. So when we were doing recruiting for Student Works, we'd do it kind of, uh, like open house style, where we, we would have like five or 10 people in a group interview. So I can just see lots of people all at once and kind of see who really kind of stands out, especially in a group too. You can kind of see, okay, this person's really aligned with, with what we want to do. So we've got, yeah, systems where we do open houses for our properties for rent. We do have long term tenants. So luckily, we don't actually have to do this too often, but uh, as we acquire more units, it's more regular we'll do open houses we'll have lots of people come through we'll advertise it really well
0: and we'll just get somebody um a connection that we have on the ground to host that physically in person cuz we can do this with ads and like we hired my mom to host some open houses for us um she's retired so
2: she's happy to do that yeah and property management sometimes so Exactly. Just having really great people on the ground where we can come in with our systems, our processes, ultimately be the highest level of contact for decisions. But yeah, I that we don't need to do every single step of the process. So hosting an open house and then having people fill out applications, uh, we've learned we can outsource that really well. And then we go through the application and like we mentioned earlier, we like to try a lot of things while I was getting into real estate investing. Found that um, I wanted to understand kind of the mortgage and the financing side, so I I went that route for a little bit of time. And so, kind of bringing that knowledge into how do we screen tenants? You know, how affordable is this rental for them based on their income, based on credit scores, their other debts? Like just running the numbers really clear, so it doesn't have to be an emotional decision. It can just be black and white, you know, past or not. And then we kind of connect: Are they aligned, like value wise?
0: And I think actually having the physical distance from the process gives us an advantage in that way. Because when, for example, when we were at a unit, meeting prospective tenants coming through, hearing their stories, being like getting to know them as people, we're, a little, we're influenced by the emotional
1: part of it. The- Especially you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, everybody has a story and you want to help everybody.
1: Yeah. Of course you do, of course you do.
0: And it's gotta be whoever is most likely to take care of the unit and continue paying the rent. So when somebody else meeting them and then we just get to see the applications, first we can narrow it down to, okay, who looks most solid on paper? And then we can ask, what did you think of these people? Because of course that is an important piece of the equation. There's a certain like human touch that goes into that, but we can narrow yeah. it down first and then get that. piece. Down.
1: Awesome, awesome. And I know another big thing, and again, this is for our leaders to check this out is, is that, you know, I see a lot of landlords are, oh, wow, where can we find people to come rent where it's no, you're screening. So anybody looking to rent from you to, do you, you, will we accept you? Like, and they get that right from the start, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, you know, oh, wow, I've got to really, oh, maybe provide a co-signer or wow, I've got to get everything really right, just right, or I'm not going to get accepted right? So you're just, you're shifting the power dynamic right from the start, where again, people who run into problems in real estate or in anything in life have the power dynamic going the wrong way. And, and again, it's not like, you know, just so everyone goes, it's not like power. It's just, you know, hold on. You're the ones who own this with your partners. I would say that you should really care about who's coming into your place, right? That would be the most important thing. So yeah.
0: And I think any of the, most of the horror stories that you hear that Discourage people from getting into real estate because they think, oh, I don't want to have to deal with those nightmare tenant scenarios. Yeah. You know, it might be the odd one that could slip through, but 99% of that is going to be landlords who don't do proper screening. And But, you know, also knowing that no matter how much screening you do, there still will be challenges. And that's been part of yes. our business too, just knowing, yes, even if we do all the proper screening, be as careful careful as we can in selecting tenants there will some be some that get in there that cause problems so we knowing that that's going to happen you can be a lot more resilient
2: and Mm -hmm. really that happening in any area of life basically knowing that there's going to be challenges worthy challenge like for us setting ourselves and our partners up for really financial abundance and be able to create the future that they want through the vehicle, like Knowing that that's a worthy struggle for us, we're willing to take that on, go through those, you know, those challenges, build the system stronger as a result.
0: Knowing that any challenge, whether it's in business or in relationship or any other area, that there are always opportunities for us to grow as individuals. Even if it's a challenge in business, it's an opportunity for you to improve your business, but also to look at, okay, why is this a challenge for me? and to, yeah,
1: further grow as an individual. No surprise you guys are framing that the right way, right? By the way, leaders, there's no way you can make easy money with no problems in your life, okay? It ain't gonna happen, right? So it's like, you know, that's just not how life works. So it's like, you know, no. And But how can we limit our challenges? How can we structure it so it happens less? How can, can we accept it? You know, when there's a problem, you know, get out of it quickly and, you know, et cetera. Dan Sullivan says it's not a problem if you have the money to pay for the problem. So that's <laughs> from Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach. So it's like, oh, okay. So that's a that's a good way to sort of manage the stress around problems, you know.
0: A life without problems, you know, might be nice for like a month and then that becomes yeah. a boring life. That both happens when you're faced with a challenge. And to the extent you're willing to lean into the discomfort of that challenge is how much you'll grow because of it, and how much more satisfying life will become. And then it's like, you can stop dreading challenges and actually seek them and actually get it because you know, I know there's going to be something great that comes out of it because I decided there will be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. No, we started this pandemic with that strategy and we have learned a whole bunch, you know, we are crushing it. So yeah, so it's just we have we have gained skills, we have gained knowledge, we are a better company as a result of it, and because, like you said, we decided that going into it. You know, that's that's what the power of that is, right? So, how do you keep learning? I know that's a huge part of just who you two are. So, how do you keep learning?
0: We're learning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> pretty <much>. um, actually, mapped
2: out. I'm getting into journaling a lot. Uh, really it. Okay. Mapped out what are the different areas we we are currently learning in and growing in and like where do I want to be at um, skill set over the course of um, like our life so I was kind of like coming up with a, a life curriculum there because ever since I'm going to university um, we've just doubled down on our learning so much since then uh, like the first semester that we took off again back Go and we knew that we could do anything, and you know, thought okay, well, let's let's just go learn about things we want to go get better at. We spent all of our textbook money at chapters and bought all these uh, books on all these things we wanted to learn and started seminars. So over time, kind of got into a really good rhythm and routine of coaching, seminars, reading, writing about things, sharing, teaching, like all of it through all these different methods uh, and like applying them to. Areas that we find really empowering to learn about both personally, business wise, spiritual, relationships, just anything that we want to grow in. We realize uh, if we invest our time and invest our money into these areas, it's really the best investment that we can make. Uh, and it's allowed us to, yeah, learn and do things that we never would have before if we just didn't take that effort to learn. So,
0: yeah. like right now we've got two coaches we've got our real estate coach and we have a personal life coach and actually we both i graduated a program in december so i'm a certified optimized life coach and that's going through the program right now and i'm going through it again so like um, we're you know always having people who you can look up to and learn from and then I don't know, we have like ten different online courses we're working through right now, yeah. I think.
2: Always a handful of books. Always
0: reading every morning. Actually, I,
2: uh, an amazing exercise I got from student works that I that I still do uh, like multiple times a year is the 168 hour exercise where
1: yes. yeah.
2: I map out where do I want to spend my time throughout the week and think uh, that something like for this time it's like fifteen hours a week where we're learning of some kind, uh, whether it be reading, doing our courses things like that and just really taking the time to prioritize that so we do a lot of that uh, what we call pre-inputs like when we wake up but before we turn on our phone before we get on email uh, that's the time especially in
0: control of our mind our <laughs> mind yeah
2: especially right before bed and right after we wake up so that's when we really like to prioritize a lot of learning because yeah all you need is one good idea and then you roll with that and uh, it can change your whole day change your whole life. So yeah, it's been a huge, huge priority for us.
0: He said where we invest our time and where we invest our money. And I think that that's been something super powerful is like
2: being really
0: clear that where we allocate our resources is what's going to grow in our life. So, yeah. really paying attention to where are we are directing our money. And if we're wondering why something is happening differently than we want it to, like, let's look at where are we directing our money and where are we directing our time? And not how we'd For like certain. to, but how are, how are we <laughs> And that's, you know, there's a very clear correlation there.
1: Yeah. There certainly is. Like, that's really powerful, really being, and again, it goes back to your mindfulness practice, right? So being mindful of how we're spending our time, how we're spending our money, how, you know, and then why am I getting the, the, the life that I want? Well, because I'm actually planning it. Now, why don't I have the life that I want? Well, because I haven't planned it. I'm not in integrity with my plan, not doing my plan. I'm not going to get my plan. Right. So, if we have a plan and then we're going to do our plan, we're really likely to get that plan. Right. Or some percentage of the plan. Like I find that, you know, most people, when they're setting goals, at least in our company, are 80, 90% of their goals. Right. So, it's like you start thinking, you go, okay, well, if I set plans, set goals, set aspirations, you know, keep readjusting. Hey, I'm going to move towards it. So it's pretty great. So in that mindfulness really, really is thinking about that. And I really love how how many ways that you know you're working on learning and for people to see that these are all the ways. And, and again, you know, we can take that YouTube use and that Netflix use down and these other, you know, things that that maybe aren't going to provide or sorry, are not going to provide the amount of support to your future as uh the the activities that you guys were discussing. Yeah. So talking about future, you know when you think of a leader of tomorrow what comes to mind
0: oh i think something we were just talking about actually is that like as a leader i think a leader is somebody who truly can tr- trust themselves enough to do something that is not conforming with the majority and you know you hear it all the time like go against the grain or whatever blaze your trail and all that. But then to really get that, like that takes trusting yourself.
1: But when you
0: start to look for, you know, others to approve of what you're doing or to get any sort of validation, you keep just getting dragged back down to the mean. And the more you can just trust yourself, the Mm -hmm. more you, you know, find original ideas and the more you, are able to communicate what you really believe with powerful people actually speaking the truth of what they believe. That's somebody that people want to listen to and that people want to follow. Yeah,
2: yeah, somebody that's really rooted in their sense of, yeah, of purpose and love and courage. Somebody who's willing to take the time to choose who they want to be and then practice that, knowing that it's a uh, messy process all of life you know one giant experiment where things all you know oftentimes go according to plan and often not go according to plan too but to be in that space of having that clarity of that purpose and uh, knowing
0: that we're never going to 100% get there yeah that you know we're never going to be exonerated from doing the work of you know, becoming more of ourselves. Yeah,
2: that self-actualization process. But and, it's
0: such a worthy struggle. Yeah, there's yeah. that
2: quote. There's uh, you know, there are no perfect hu- human beings and you and I won't be the first. So like <laughs> rec- playing well, when things are going great, when things aren't going great, just, you know, showing up and playing the game. Yeah, I,
1: I kind of see that. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, thank you for, uh, for giving us an hour of your time this afternoon. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, continued success. It's it's great seeing you guys. That's one of the great things about these Zoom Zoom meetings. So again, uh, thanks for your generosity and continued success.
2: Thank, well, thank you, so you
1: much, Chris. <laughs> it's really great to see you too. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.